Coming to you mid-matches, it is the FPL Surgery. Welcome back all once again, episode 122 of the FPL Surgery, coming to you on the 27th of February 2019. Uh, the midweek games are actually just finishing now, so we may react to those as the goals go in, or maybe not, as the case may be. First of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy, and welcome back to yourself too. Thank you very much, and we've got a great guest with us this week. Two finishes within the top 1K, the highest being 82nd, crazy high. Um, he's just began FPL full-time, has his own YouTube channel. It's Will from Fantasy Football Hub. Welcome, Will. Welcome, Will. Hi there, James. It's uh, yeah, a pleasure to be on, and thanks for that uh, good introduction. I've been listening to you guys for quite some time, so yeah, very honoured to be on, and uh, yeah, thanks. Looking forward to getting started. Oh, thank you and for you- listening. <laughs> yeah, awesome to have another top person listening to us. Um, I know you're on the Who Got the Assist podcast as well recently, weren't you? Yeah, they, they jumped in there just before you. That was my, my first FPL podcast, so uh, yeah, looking, uh, do, I'm doing the round at the moment. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, we're a pod whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well, we want to thank uh, the Who Got the Assist lads for, uh, for warming you up for this, so uh, we should get the best of you now. Just uh, tell, I mean, for those of you who don't know about you, Will, just uh, tell the listeners a bit about yourself and uh, your YouTube channel and just how you got involved in FPL. Yeah, so I've been playing, <clears throat> been playing FPL now for nine years. I've done a ride at it, as, uh, as Billy mentioned, a couple of top 1K finishes, uh, five in the top 10K. And then just a, a massive hobby of mine, like many people out there and Started fantasyfootballhub.co.uk um, about a year and a half ago now, and it's just uh, gone from strength to strength, and it's uh, enabled me to go full-time FPL recently, or I should say fantasy football because we cover Sky Game as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going well, really enjoying the site, really enjoying working with the contributors, and, uh, yeah, got a lot of good stuff on there, so uh, go go check it out. But, yeah, overall, I'm just a massive fantasy addict, and um very fortunate enough to be able to turn that into my, my job. Yeah, you and uh, the general literally living the life. I would love to be <laughs> doing that and just doing it full time. It's just the best. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's uh, it's not, you know, we do work really, really hard. But, yeah, um, yeah, You know, it doesn't, doesn't always feel like work when it's something that you enjoy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, well, what a way to make a living. Um, and I think it's only very bigger. So the demand for you, I've no doubt, is going to grow with it, especially with those high placings. So this is another questions podcast. Seems to go down pretty well with the listeners. And here are FPL headlines. Iceman, play the drum roll. <laughs> oh, we haven't, we haven't organised that, have we? Sorry. No, no, we okay, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go straight into the headlines. We've got, have the wolves stopped howling? Time to ditch, question uh, mark. Will those who remove Chelsea assets be sorry? I'll let you write that one out. Can I have an extra portion of chips, please? Is there a risk of over-prepping for the double and blanks? Why have Salah when he can be rolling in the Mane? Uh, and as he's proven tonight, that is the case. And uh, will Leicester have good character with the appointment of Brendan Rogers? Very, very angry scenes across the border in Scotland. So we'll see what we think about that one. Now, let's talk about how we got on in our game week. So first of all, let me go to our guest, Will. Um, how did you get on your last game week and how are you doing in, in the current one that we're about to finish? It's a great time for me to uh, jump on these FPL podcasts when uh, yeah, I've had a couple of absolute shockers. I think I got 37 minus four last time. I'm currently on 53 live points. So um, I transferred in Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is uh, proving to be a, a good acquisition. But I also went for Rondon. So, um, so some good and bad there. But uh, yeah, do, doing OK. I'm hoping that uh, I won't get a, a big red arrow this week. But it's uh, not looking fantastic. One, I don't have uh, a Bamiyang, and I do I do have a Guerra captain, so I'm very pleased when he he just scored that penalty. So yeah, I'm hoping for another cheeky Guerra goal, and uh, I'll be all set. How about you guys? What's your what's your overall rank at the moment? Um, I'm 
currently before this game week uh, 4,300. So yeah, having a having oh, a decent very season. Very strong. Yeah, again. Not not quite as good as you though, mate. <laughs> I see. See, we're fighting it out in the FPL Generals Elite 64 qualifier. Oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah, I I, I went up to first this uh, before this week. So I'm, are you first in that? I, oh, I, I was, and uh, I don't think I am now. But we'll see what happens. Let's hope that Aguero gets another goal, as you said. Yeah, let's hope that Aguero doesn't get another goal because at the moment that, that suits me really nicely. <laughs> so I'm in a far more precarious position uh, than you guys are. Um, Iceman. How am I doing? Uh, I, last week I got 39, so the four above average, so not, not great. I went down 100 places down to 600 odds. This game week before today I was 537th overall. With the Aguero goal, the Robertson assist, I I'm now on 42, so hopefully that's going to go up a little bit more with some bonus included there. My decisions this week was to remove Rashford just due to his injury worries. Uh, I know he was on the bench tonight, but I brought in Barnes. Uh, he got me nothing, but it kind of opens me up to allow me to get Hazard this week, which... It's a little bit of a gamble due to what's going on with Chelsea, but I just feel like I'm I'm ready to take it, and he's probably going to be my captain against that woeful Fulham side. So yeah, at the moment, what's my live rank? Uh, I'm on my new live rank is 718, so not not great. I've gone down quite a bit, so uh, not not great. Yeah, that that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not good. You, you know when you've got expectations, like I was I was at 434 before. Tonight started, I think, so I was more excited than uh, thinking about dropping down to 718. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Come on, Aguero, another goal, please. Up, Aguero. Yeah, well, my last game week um, didn't go very well. I actually probably had more coloured symbols in my team than I did points with uh, Ings, Rashford, Wambasaka, and Iwobi all sort of semi injured, although Iwobi <laughs> came in for me with uh, a little assist as a differential. This week I'm doing a bit better, so as of now, I'm on 47 points. Um, with some bonus to come in as well, hopefully. So I hope to be moving up the rankings to something a little bit more respectable there. So let's uh, yeah, let's talk about our new patrons. So we've got three new patrons supporting the podcast this week. Thank you very much for, for joining. Uh, we've got Jack O'Brien, Stephen Helm, and Darren McAvoy. Um, really good you lads joining. Uh, we've got a few comments from them. But first of all, uh, if you'd like to support the FPL Surgery podcast, uh, join us at patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Any uh, help or support is appreciated. You can join at different levels and get involved in that Slack channel. I've been watching a few games this weekend and posting my thoughts and a few match reports in there. So get them. <coughs> wow. Oh, I can barely talk. Uh, so yeah, get involved with that. The Iceman spoke to the new Slackers, a bit harsh, how they were finding <laughs> it so far. And Wing, uh, a patron from last week, said, thanks for asking. So far, I found the community is quite friendly and helpful. Quite friendly. Uh, even though there are not m- many discussions going on during the game week I joined, but I foresee there will be more discussion. Uh, I will be going on the next couple of game weeks when the blank game week, double game week gets closer. I will also try to participate more with the others. So lots of social going on. Thanks for the great work on the podcast. And then Helmo. Stephen Helm, I'm loving the chat on Slack. I have one very good friend whom we talk uh, about FF mostly every day. But every season we end up as main rivals in our work league, so after Kerber idea sharing. I'm able to bounce my views off people and hopefully help others with my view. Just to be clear, Helmo, Stephen has more than one friend. That's just his FPL friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you on board. Thanks, uh, Jack, Thanks Stephen, for joining. and uh, Darren. They're all good uh, contributors <laughs> to the Slack channel, actually. It's yeah. making it more exciting. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks for joining. Always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we look forward to benefiting from your views as well. So let's get back to our headlines. Uh, number one, have the wolves stopped howling? And is it time to ditch? We have the uh, rare occasion of not reading out Jimenez as a goal scorer this week. So, Will, let me come to you first on this. What's your view on the Wolves at the moment? Well, uh, I'm trebled up with the Wolves. I've got um, Jimenez and Doherty and Johnny as well. So I've got the double Wolves defence to see that. Although I did bench Johnny this week, but even so, to see that last-minute goal last night was a bit painful. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think that after after next week, so they've got... Uh, Cardiff at home I believe this week so obviously I wouldn't go ditching for that one but 
Then they got Chelsea away and then they've got a blank. Um, and obviously they've got a blank in 31 and a blank in 33. So if you're going for the game week 32 wildcard, it's looking like after next game week, then it's, it's pretty much a, a good time to jump off Wolves assets. I'll probably be looking to ditch uh, Jimenez and um, Johnny, possibly Doherty as well. It depends on... Uh, Depends on who's available and how many hits I'm going to take for that game week 31 blank. I'm, what about you guys? I'm, what are you thinking? I'm thinking about keeping Dotty though because of uh, the value that I've got in him. And Yeah, I, I he... guess that's why I'd go keep Doherty over Johnny because I got Johnny in uh, fairly late and I got no value tied up in him. And obviously, Doherty, you know, every time you watch him, he does still look very threatening. So, uh, yeah, I'll be on Ben Krellin's planner and uh, mapping that out and seeing if I can can uh, manage to keep him yeah quick quick plug for that he he gave me that a couple of weeks ago and i yeah. first i started with it and i uh, just thought oh this is too complicated I, I can't get used i'm not used to change i'm not used to this divided and i, I really didn't like it to be honest and then throw me over a couple of videos how to how to actually do it and then i'm used to it now and i feel like wow this is such a great tool to use like and i'm not doing it just because paying me money because he's paying me nothing he's just giving it to me for free though so <laughs> but it's uh it is a great tool to use and uh, i can yeah definitely uh recommend that one 100%. yeah it does take a little while just to um to get your head around it but once you do it's uh, it's just so powerful to be able to like visualize uh, you know what what moves you're going to make so um, yeah, I'd highly recommend that yeah definitely going back to uh, the Wolves assets so it's um, I'm looking at moving Jimenez uh, as mentioned I've got that planned in my Ben Quillen spreadsheet and he's the one which I do want to get back in as well at his price I've got a lot of value in him as well so that is a worry but I just see that there are loads of other options which you can choose from for these particular game weeks. I, I know you can probably bring him back in for if you're free hitting game week 32, but whether or not you want to bring back in for Burnley and United, I don't know. I feel like as soon as he goes, that might be it for me with him. Maybe bring him back on the um, wild card. It just depends. But Doherty is one of these players which he's just so far forward, so attacking. And he's always got that potential of a clean sheet as well that you just you want to kind of hang on to him. Just because I got him in at 4.6 and... If I get rid, I'm just losing out on like 0.8 or something. and That's a big loss in value. So, yeah, I'm going to be hanging on to Doherty. I'm actually looking at removing Patricio as well. He's still at 4.5. I bought him at 4.5. He'll be going after this Cardiff match, probably just before game week 31. You don't have to keep these guys, but if you've got a load of value in ones which you want to keep for like the double game weeks, if you do want to keep them, then maybe hold on to one of them. I suppose it depends who you got, who who else you got in your team, and whether or not you want to keep those players as well. Yeah, so some, it seems like Doherty is the uh, the favourite one there. But uh, interesting, you're both saying about Patricio. I think there is absolutely um, better goalkeepers out there than him <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, they do just seem to randomly concede, and it is very frustrating. Yeah, I had uh, Patricia at the start of the season, and uh, definitely one of my better moves getting rid of him for Fabianski just before Christmas. Chaps, I'm going to throw a question at you here whilst we're on this, and this is a fluid podcast, so we're not going through individual fixtures. Um, Tom Heaton, it looks absolutely stunning in goal for Burnley at the moment. Is he the one you'd be going to for from Patricio? Will? Uh, yeah, I think he, he does look a uh, very good shout. Burnley have obviously got some some decent fixtures as well. And actually, just the way Burnley play, I remember reading an article about them about a year ago, and they basically play so that teams take a lot of shots, but those shots are from difficult angles and yeah. angles where the team are less likely to score from. And obviously, that means that the Burnley goalkeeper gets, gets a lot of lot of saves. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, obviously, he's a good goalkeeper, but he's he's making saves, which I'm not saying he should make, but he, he's more likely to make, and then he's more likely to rack up those um, save points. And also, Burnley are, I know they, they lost 2-0 against Newcastle, but traditionally, they've been pretty good at getting the clean sheet. So... I can never um, not recommend a Burnley goalkeeper, especially when they're beginning to pick up form. They've got good fixtures. They play in blank 31. So, yeah, I think he's a, he's a pretty good shout. Yeah, I mean, they lost against Newcastle 2-0, but the goals were two shots on target in that half, I believe, and they scored from both of them. So there's an element of luck to that. They have been playing well. It's only since Heaton's been back, they haven't lost until this game. It does show what a difference he makes and... 
I suppose it's just the organisation he gives that team. So, yeah, I do think that Burnley can be a good option just for over these blanks yeah. as well. Nice. Yeah, I like the idea. That I just think Heaton looks so much more assured than there. You know, Pope's a brilliant keeper, Hart's a brilliant keeper, but uh, Heaton just seems to galvanise that team um, as a leader. Next question. So there's somewhat of a, a change in psychology in FPL, and it shows how quickly it can change. Because um, in, in recent months, Chelsea have become something of a laughing stock. The Sari ball not working. They can't keep a clean sheet. Hazard only turns up every now and again. Their goalkeeper doesn't come off when he's asked to be substituted. And yet the next headline, I'm scratching my eyes and seeing, will those who remove Chelsea assets be sorry? We've had a couple of questions on this. So Hawks Rudd, uh, when do we get Chelsea players in versus Fulham? Or wait until game week 31. Would you sacrifice City assets to get Hazard in this game week? So tail between our legs, are we going back to the Chelsea way and Eden Hazard? Will, can you can you make an argument for them? Yeah, it's one of those uh, classic fixtures versus forms debate. Chelsea have the best run of fixtures, probably like out of all all the teams. They play in game week 31. They've probably got a double in game week 32, and they play in game week 33. So, uh, yeah, they're looking. If you haven't got a wild card, it's uh, yeah, Chelsea are the way to go. Hazard, uh, I'm I'm very tempted to get. Obviously, Sarri is an issue, but. You know, they're looking at, uh, well, at the moment, they've just scored again against uh, Spurs. It's 2-0 there. Trippier with an own goal, apparently. Mm. So, yeah, I think that they've still got a bit to offer. And uh, Hazard looks like the main man, obviously, on penalties. Gets all the additional clean sheet points over Higuain. So, yeah, if you can afford him, it's just it's just tr- trying to find a way to fit him into that pack midfield. Because, uh, obviously, you're going to have the likes of... Salah. Son is the one that I'm potentially thinking about shifting to Hazard. I need to give it a little bit more thought though. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've got the same choice between um, I was looking at either Pogba or Son to Hazard this week. That's why I've kind of opened up the money. So I've got that choice to do and I do think I'm going to do it against this Fulham side. They're just awful at the moment. They're conceding goals all all over the place. So I do think there's going to be a load of goals there. It was Higuain who I also thought about bringing in. uh, You know, he's got games in the blanks and they've got a good double so it looks like they might be very investable and you know Hazard he he played well in the um in the cup final he he didn't get anything in it but he did play well and he has always got that ability to score big I mean he has been captain options in the past they're going for a bit of a rocky patch in terms of what's going on with the club and Kepa etc so who knows? There may be a resurgence going on. It's, I just think sometimes you've got to play fixtures and they're obviously beating Spurs tonight. So they've got something about them. In fact, I think it's finished 2-0. You know, they, they can, they can do this against Fulham. I, I do think it's going to be a bit of a, a cricket score against them. Um, just look, having a quick look at something Van Dijk before. Two. Yes. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold with, uh, three assists tonight. Very oh. impressive. Oh, wow. Getty. On fire there, Will. Just the, as we're recording this live time, I have to say Hazard went off under, after 60 minutes tonight. I'm, I'm trying to work out why. Um, I'll keep you updated on that. But just a note, when this podcast is published, just make sure he's not broken before you, uh, <laughs> Jump on him. Well, let's hope he's not. Yeah, jeez. Uh, maybe he's being rested. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's let's hope he's being rested. Yeah. So you don't yeah, have to so edit. He's usually a, a ninety-minute man, so it's a bit unusual for him to come off that early. We shall uh, we shall find out more from you. But no, absolutely, I agree with the uh, the Chelsea asset sentiment. Um, great result against Spurs. It may well be that the. Uh, Backlash to Kepper has galvanised the club. Who knows? Can I just comment that Liverpool scored five goals and it doesn't look like Salah's involved in any of them? Is that He's correct? not involved. No, the uh, the no the, the fullbacks have assisted all of them. Mane's got a couple, then the rest was just down to uh, yeah Virgil and and Origi. So there we go. Wow, wow. I didn't watch uh, the match, but Salah hasn't really been setting the world alight recently, has he? No, I watched Not him against United. Points, but, uh, yeah, generally. Go on. No, he just looked, I agree with you. I think on um, some, the game against United, just watching him, Luke Shaw did a sterling job on him, but he just wasn't his usual self. Not not explosive, yeah. dynamic, no ideas. So I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. He's just having one of those slumps that players get. 
Speaking of Sterling, he did not start tonight either, and uh, that just means he's nailed on to start the next game. So he is definitely a captain option. There, I'm going to I'm going to rotate a question here. Uh, we were going to be talking about chips next, but we've just been talking about Liverpool, and I think we should uh, roll into question four, which is why have Salah when you can be rolling in the Mane? So we've kind of started that argument, haven't we? So, Will, what's your view on Salah versus Mane, price difference, current form? What are you thinking? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I think it would be a transfer I'd be looking at if... Um, you well, had the transfer if, spare, I suppose. Yeah, if he had transfer spares, it's exactly that. Um, and, you know, the, <laughs> the, I have transferred out Salah once this season and... Um, yeah, he got a hat trick the next game, so <laughs> I've, yeah. uh, I've got uh, I've got to be a little bit wary of uh, doing something similar. Look, you know, at the end of the day, he's going through a bad patch of form, but let's not forget it's still Mo Salah, and he's uh, you know, he's he's going to start scoring again soon. Liverpool are going for the title. He's going to be playing all the games. He's going to be playing all the minutes. He's on penalties. Liverpool are an attacking team. It's he you know he ticks so many of the boxes. And I I can't see his drought lasting. Uh, that long. I, I guess the question is, you know, would you get money alongside Salah? Well, I've got uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson uh, at the back, so I'm trebled up uh, with Liverpool that way. So it's not a move I'm looking to make, but I think that is a really, really strong option if uh, if you have the two Liverpool assets already. So that's, I'd probably be looking at... Uh, yeah, three Liverpool with Salah and Mane rather than uh, Mane instead of Salah. What, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, if you had the choice between, if you didn't have Trent Alexander-Arnold now, and you had the yeah. choice between bringing in Mane or Trent Alexander-Arnold, which one would you go for? What's the, if you were going to, uh, you know, Well, I had, I had this choice last game week and I went for Trent Alexander-Arnold and, you know, with him racking up, what is that? Um, three assists? A lot of points. <laughs> 18 <laughs> yeah. points, maybe. Oh, nice. uh, I can't, I can't really, uh, see a reason to not pick him again. I mean, Liverpool have got great fixtures. My, my reasoning going for Trent Alexander Arnold was that Liverpool would begin to tighten up at the back and they wouldn't score so many goals. <laughs> so obviously they, they have racked in five goals. So that theory's out the window, but you know, they're still keeping the clean sheets and Trent Alexander Arnold is, he's so attacking, isn't he? Down that, down that right flank. So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm happy with. Happy with Trent and happy with my three Liverpool Robertson. He's been had him all season. He just keeps churning out the points. And uh, yeah, as I said, I can't really see pass getting uh, Salah at the moment. Yeah, fair. Yeah, good point. What about you? Are you thinking of uh, going Mane? Yeah, I'm indifferent on this one. I because of they 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 don't trust Trent in the big games, do they? some reason he does sub him out for those particular big games how many big games have they got left this season though well they've got Everton next you'd fancy a local lad to play in that one wouldn't you got Spurs and Chelsea to finish the season out of the top six so you are a little bit wary whether or not he's going to play in those games but if he's scoring points like he is now it does make a difference to that team I was speaking to FPL Stato on this one he was like well Trent makes a difference he's going to you know Liverpool are going to get some goals here and it's true They've got five goals tonight, and whether or not yeah. he's made that difference, uh, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure whether he's made the whole difference to the team or whether Watford have just capitulated or something. But yeah, he is a great asset to have, and he's almost like one of these um, Man City assets where if you've got him, you're just going to have loads of points, but just be wary that he could get benched at any point. Yeah, he's, he's, I, I thought that he was benched at the weekend mainly because he was coming back from injury more than anything. Yeah, um, yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Klopp, but you'd, you'd think after tonight's performance, and again, I didn't watch the match, but just judging by the fact he got three assists, that he's played pretty well and Liverpool kept a clean sheet, then it's going to be pretty hard to drop him. And as he said... He might not play in the harder matches, but Liverpool haven't got too many of them coming up in the immediate term anyway. So, yeah, uh, I was pretty confident he was going to begin to get a run of starts, and I think he will, but uh, I guess we'll we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, see, I, see, I can't... If I'm doing the Hazard move this week, I feel like he's got to be... He's got to be on hold for me for like another week or so. So maybe in this Everton game, Derby's could anything could happen in Derby's, so maybe it's one to wait for. But after that, it's Burnley and then Fulham. Obviously, we know they don't blank, so they're playing Fulham in game week 31. Then they play uh, Spurs in game week 32. Then in game week 33, it's Southampton. So they've got some pretty good fixtures at bar the Spurs game, which if you're free hitting, you can even move them out. So 
four. So yeah, is the triple up Liverpool, which you kind of want to do. I mean, like they haven't been in great form until this game. So whether or not they're going to continue it, more than likely they are. But who knows, really? It's, uh, it's a big question mark around that, whether or not they can, they can keep this up. We shall see. Well, let's move on to our next question, and that is, well, our next headline, rather be better, wouldn't it? Can I can I have an extra portion of chips, please? Is there a risk of over-prepping for doubles and blanks? So Mad Hatter from Slacks put, if people are planning to free hit in double game week 32, what are their plans on BB and TC chips? And they'll only be able to use one of those chips on double game week 35, and one on a single week. My opinion would be BB on DG um, 35 mm-hmm. and TC on a single week. Liverpool versus Huddersfield, maybe. But also, why do you never have? Uh, why do you never see any baby pigeons? <laughs> so true. Why do you never see? Any Very baby? rare. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. Great, great comment. Um, we'll answer that. And also, Mark Dorney, which teams do you think will double game week? Sorry, I'm terrible tonight. Um, right, which teams do you think will double game week in 32, have a fixture in 33 from the information we have so far? Um, in short, uh, see spreadsheet. In long, uh, Will, any any responses to those? In long, see uh, Ben Crane's Twitter timeline. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so go, going back to the, you know, if you're free hitting in um, game week 32 and you've got your triple captain and bench boost, what chip do you play in game 35 um for me the most powerful chip is uh bench boost so that without question you'd be playing that in 35 triple captain if you've still got it uh well there are a few options you've got um i think uh liverpool play against huddersfield not quite sure what game week that is but um yeah, yeah, game week 36. So um, that could be an option if you're if uh, Salah's got a bit of form back. I think that's probably, you know, unless you can see a better option, you know, maybe a Man City asset in one of their easier fixtures. Um, but there are options to play them in single game weeks. And, you know, it, it's always a little bit of a roll of dice, even when you play it in the, in the double game week, because obviously they're, they're not all guaranteed to get 90 minutes in both matches so i would definitely be playing bench boost in game week 35 and uh, triple captain outside of that and there, there's a slight possibility i mean don't quote me on this that there will be another day, double game week uh, but it would be a very very small one potentially involving brighton i believe again check bring ben Krellin's twitter don't quote me on anything about that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there could be another one. It could even be a triple, couldn't there? Is, is that what you said? This Brighton-Chelsea game, I don't know whether that's going into game week 32, is that right? Or is it the Wolves game, which we don't know. It's, there could be a game week where the Brighton game could be just randomly put in. And then who knows, you could just put it on like the goalkeeper or something. and It could be anywhere. Yeah. But if, if you're looking at the single game week triple captain, I think the actual better option than Huddersfield at home is Fulham away uh, for Liverpool in game week 31. Fulham are not oh, good the, in my eyes. In the blank eyes. game week. In the blank game week, yeah. yeah. Putting your triple captain on, on Eva Salah, even Mane now. Uh, is he going to be an option? Go with your gut on this one. There are a few options to go for, but you know, don't put it on, I don't know, Pogba against Arsenal, maybe. You, you wouldn't back that nice man Pogba to do one over Arsenal, because he's no, scored no. points against us in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, but Arsenal are awesome, mate. We're going to come third. I heard rumours. Did you hear that, Will? Did you hear? Yeah, the there's a, well, I think there's a St. Arsenal's day coming, to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not not game. happening this year. I, I know you're getting close. Yeah, but, catching um, you, yeah. catching. No, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Mind's, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Um, right, so uh, headline number five, Will Leicester have good character with the appointment of Brendan Rodgers? Um, FPL Boffin has asked, if it's a choice between Leicester assets or Chelsea assets, who do you prefer and why? And bitter and stout Mike Chesky has asked, does Brendan make Vardy viable? Will, what do you think of Leicester? <laughs> I really like Leicester. Um, you know, I think uh, they've obviously got a really good run of fixtures um, and they're going to have that new man- manager bounce. So you'd think that they're going to go on a, a really good run now. You know, just looking at those fixtures, it's just a, a sea of good ones, really. You've got Watford away, Fulham at home, Burnley away in the in the blank. Uh, got Game Week 32, Bournemouth at home, Huddersfield, Newcastle, West Ham. So they've got a really, really nice run of fixtures there. Um, and yeah, I think they'll, they'll have a little bit of a boost now. 
So Vardy's looking like a, a good option. I think he's got a bit of a point to prove. Madison's got really good underlying stats, even when Leicester were playing poorly and losing. I think they'll go on a good run now, so I'm expecting him to turn those stats into FPL points. I saw he got an assist yesterday. At the back, I've got Pereira, and he's um, um, not done well for me since I brought him in, but I'm very happy to have him over this period. Going back to the question of whether you should go Leicester or Chelsea, uh, that's a bit of a tough one. I think they're both good shouts. Obviously, there's more value in Leicester, um, and you know Chelsea the assets are a bit more expensive. Uh, I think it for me it's you know hazard if you can stretch to it is obviously the better the better FPL asset over someone like Madison but just for pure value I'd, I'd go Leicester. What are, what are you guys thinking? If you can go Chelsea, I'll definitely go there, but it does mean Leicester aren't a good option. I mean Rogers' management style is a little bit different. I mean he has won titles in Scotland, so <laughs> he's maybe on a managerial bounce at the moment, and uh, he's all about possession-based football, kind of confidence on the ball decide to kind of dictate the flow of the game so I feel like maybe Madison maybe to a central piece here like trying to fuse their counter-attacking pace with progressive possession type football and that actually gets the uh, fullbacks forward so I know people have brought in Pereira and he's not really done anything I've done the same but I am hopeful like you with these fixtures I feel like with their uh, possession-based football which I think he brings it kind of gives the fullbacks license to advance forward and I don't think he's going to you know bollock them if they go too far forward and they don't get anything from it so yeah I'm kind of hopeful on him and even the likes of Chilwell at left, left back as well if you've got that option that's still going to be a good one the midfield I feel like is sparse in terms of you don't really know where it's going to come from but Madison would be the one to go for it's just like you say Will whether or not he turns it into FPL points he is a great player Vardy can be hit and miss can he really you don't know whether he's going to have a high season or not it's normally one or two shots per game but this could change but it's whether or not you wait and see for that to happen I suppose you just got to take a gamble and just go with uh, go with what you think. Right, let's move on to our more general questions. So, not so much quick fire, but let's get through them. So, we've got Jack O'Brien from Slack. Hello, Jack. Um, would you consider moving Jimenez to Wilson or King uh, for game week thirty, even if it means losing 0.7 million in value? Oof, that's quite a lot. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Now, isn't it? But like, like we were talking about earlier, I feel like I'm going to move out uh, Jimenez and I probably won't be bringing him back in. Got to kind of make the choice there. Haven't you? It depends who else you've got in your team. Like, I kind of want to hang on to Aguero throughout these blanks and there's uh, one or two others which I do also want to hang on to. Jimenez probably not being one of them. So maybe that could be a good one to go for. It, d- it depends really how Wilson's actually going to be back by then. The safe bet would be to go King. I probably would just go King just in case because you know if Wilson gets cropped again, it always happens to him. Yeah, a couple of couple of things there. Well, Wilson is obviously a, a top player. He's fairly injury prone, and um, you know you, you kind of need your players, especially in those blanks. And if he if he picks up a knock or whatever, then you're you know going to be losing a player, and you don't have a bench. That's not ideal. But going back to uh, Jimenez and whether you should lose him or not, even if you got, if you, even if you're going to lose 0.7 in value, I know that's quite a chunk. But at this stage of the season, you've really got to be thinking points over pounds. You know, we're getting to the business end now, and uh, you've you've got to go for those points. So I I would be looking at a move for uh, Jimenez to King. I think that's a good shout. You know, you've got other options in uh, the likes of Barnes, uh, Rondon. I know they're both blank yesterday, but they've both got good underlying numbers. Even Arnautovic uh, looking strong and um, West Ham have got a strong fixture in that uh, game 31 as well. So yeah, a lot of good options out there and uh, as we mentioned, Wolves uh, go on a bit of a bad run of fixtures which includes a couple of blanks. So yeah, I think uh, it might be time to ditch him after next game week. Yeah, I like that. So I think uh, by then all will be forgotten with Arnautovic and I'll be back starting again. The hitman from Slack, uh, is Caballero now an option? He's only 4.7 or do you think Kepa will get his place back hmm. or it does does it depend whether Sari is sacked or not I think Kepa will play if he wants to Iceman <laughs> yeah I wouldn't go anywhere near it yeah you just don't know what's going to happen to you you've got to play safer with the keepers I feel and yeah you don't know who's going to play so I wouldn't go there yeah agreed stay well away 
Yeah, so quite a dysfunctional relationship going on with those goalkeepers. Stay away. Okay, uh, Jeb Kalud, Hazard, Higuain, Salah, Mane, the essential premiums for game week 31. Will? Yeah, um, I think those, all those names mentioned there are uh, looking, looking really strong options. It's just a question of fitting them all in really, isn't it? And, you know, if you can find a way to do that and get some budget picks in, um, then go for it. You know, I guess, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking to lose the likes of, uh, your Man City assets for those guys, then I'd probably try and bank a couple of free transfers as you go into 31. Cause obviously City, they've got good fixtures going up to, um, blank game week 31. So if you've got a couple of free transfers, in the bank and you've got a bit of flexibility to try and move out the city assets for those big hitters or, you know, potentially the likes of Pogba, although you know, if you, you've got to weigh it up whether it's, whether it's best benching those uh, Man United assets, but uh, that's a different question altogether. Yeah, I suppose we're looking at this from a free hit 32 point of view. People are bringing in players. I just think you just need to make sure you've, You've got the best players, and those probably are the best players. Not to say that they're going to score the most points, like it could be coming from all areas, but I'm definitely going to have all those in my team. All of them? Yes, I think so. They said Hazard, Sai, and Mane. Oh, no, probably not Mane, sorry. We'll have Hazard, Higuain, and Salah. Oh, interesting. Okay. It just is. Uh, right. So, uh, Alex, Alec Maz has asked value players, enablers as replacements for the hashtag serial troller Yotta plan on bringing in, uh, blank game week 31 players. So I suppose he's looking in the budget options there and whether yeah. or not you're looking at the likes of that Leicester midfield as we spoke about. But maybe even this Newcastle signed, uh, Almiron. Oh. Yeah. Hasn't, he's only got the one assist so far, but he does, he has looked good in his last couple of games. Maybe he might be a good punt to go for. Yeah, I like Almiron a lot. Uh, he, he just passes the eye test, doesn't he? And he's mm. got some, uh, Good numbers to back that up. It just his finishing seemed a little bit off, but you know, at that price point, yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's worth the gamble. Um, you know, there are a few other players, um, some old favorites in uh, Anderson. I know he didn't have the best match last time, but West Ham have got that. They got Huddersfield at home in game week 31. You've also got Fraser, who, uh, again, is a bit of an old favorite. Uh, he's not been setting the world alight, but he's got Newcastle at home in, in uh, 31 so there's a couple of sort of steady eddies there and then if you want to take the, the punt I think Almond's a, a great shot yeah one which I'm uh, looking at is uh, Brooks I am hoping he's going to be back in action yeah I was going to mention him on the uh, on the uh, app it's suggesting he's back on the 9th of March so that's just before that game week so it's whether he's back in the team and fit and fighting but he did, did look good before he was uh, injured didn't he yeah it's yeah. just whether or not he gets back into the team there's quite a few players in that ball team speaking speak of budget what do you think of is it McNeil for for Burnley left hand side uh, seems to be playing could come up with the odd assist here and there could it be worth a pump that week the problem with McNeil is that Goodmanson and Brady are now back and he came off at half time McNeil um, I don't know who it was for I think it was for Brady but uh, yeah it's just so he may get lack of minutes now that those players have back into the fold so I would be wary of that one yeah I was looking at uh, McNeil for my Sky team actually because he's super cheap in that um, but I looked at it quite a lot and that's exactly why exactly what you just said James is um, to because of Goodmanson and uh, Brady there's just a little bit too much competition at that in that uh, Burnley side so yeah it's, it's one to watch really I'd, I'd like to see him yeah get a few more 90s when both of them are, are fit Okay, so we've got Devang is asking, should I replace Sterling with Sane and replacement of Rashford? Just a word on Rashford. He did actually get on the second half tonight in the 77th minute and United are home against Saints next week. So I I don't know if I'll be rushing to bin him just yet. Be interested to get your views on that, uh, Will, and also the the Sterling to to Sane move. Sterling to Sane? Uh, No. (laughs) No, I wouldn't be recommending that at all. No, Sterling just got his rest. He'll be back next game week. I think... uh, I think he's probably one of the players that, you know, if you're, if you don't want to overplan, then, you know, Man City have got a great couple of fixtures and he's bang in form. He's, you know, if I were to pick one player which was going to score the most points between now and the blank game at 31, Sterling would be right up there. So, um, right yeah, up there. definitely, I definitely wouldn't be doing that move. Um, yeah, going back to Rashford, he's, yeah, after good fixture this game week, I actually ditched Rashford. 
uh, last game week. So I'm hoping he stays quiet. But yeah, if you've got him, definitely hold him for the next one and then uh, reassess. Yeah, I fully agree with everything you said. Excellent. The Iceman concurs. Um, so let's go to Bitter and Stout. Burnley and or Newcastle defenders for the blanks. That's a good one, actually. We haven't really touched on the defensive side of those two teams. Um, Burnley are looking better at the back. We've talked about Heaton already. But, uh, Will, for you, is there any any value in the full-backs or that kind of partnership of me and Tarkowski? Yeah, um, I haven't looked at it a lot, to be honest, because it's not... Um... I've pretty much got my my defence set, but Tarkowski, I think he's got the best uh, point per game out of the Burnley backline, so I'll probably be looking at him. And uh, then you, yeah, there's there's a couple of good options for Newcastle, and you've got Lascelles, who's um, I don't know if I said his name right, but he he also seemed to pop up with a goal again. I don't know his underlying numbers, but I think there's a couple of good options, and you know, yeah, Burnley do seem to have got their act together and. And so in Newcastle. So uh, I, I think if you're looking for a budget pick, then uh, they, they could be a good shout. Yeah, then Bardsley is actually 4.2. And Taylor hasn't missed a game all season. He's 4.4. So there are some budget options to go for there. I agree. They could be good assets. Like, like you said, I've kind of, I've chosen my road now and I don't feel like I'll be going for a Burnley defender at all. It was Newcastle, which is the one which we kind of, missed out on uh, over the last couple of game weeks we've gone a lot of us have gone for the Leicester assets and they haven't got a clean sheet two clean sheets from Newcastle looks like they may have uh, stepped up a little bit and you know Shah <laughs> scoring again mm. he can't half hit him can he you see his goal it was immense ridiculous he also, yeah, yeah he got the clean sheet as well so choosing the Newcastle one I think I'd just go Shah yeah, yeah, he's a very good chap. Um, we've got Lee Tesler is asking, what emotional transfer shall I make straight after the game when my team doesn't perform tonight, especially Aubameyang, my captain? <laughs> well, he got the goal in the well, end, so that was lucky. He got the goal, so maybe don't, Lee. Or we've just recorded the whole podcast of options, so just take your pick. Never do a emotionally uh, formed transfer. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. My last job was actually a, a psychologist, so um, I've uh, dealing with um, you know psychology of decision making. So it was a uh, you know part of part of what I did, um, and it's yeah, put, taking off the the redhead and uh, trying to look at things logically is always the best and dullest way to to play the game, admittedly. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I'm certainly, uh, you know, to make the occasional emotional transfer, the rage transfer. I think it happens to to the best of us. But yeah, if you can wait, then that's probably the best advice I can give. The dullest way is the happiest way. You're going to be happier if you're higher up. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, short term versus long term reinforcements and all that. Okay, um, M. Bison 22, why are so many talented high-profile FPL managers like Jay the General, who got the assist, Tom, struggling this season? There was a reply from Nick Triggerlips, maybe the pressure of public eye can lead to overly safe play. Oh, it's a huge statement. We're saying all those top guys are a bit too anxious and gorgeous this season. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so, Will, can you tell us why uh, everyone's doing shit this season? <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I, so I've, um, I've been blogging about my team. It's actually been my Sky team. That's how I sort of started, uh, in fancy football. I was blogging about my, my Sky team probably started about four years ago. And, um, it's never really bothered me too much. I, I, I think it's more interesting, you know, when, when you make the sort of, the uh the more punty moves it makes for more interesting reading so if anything it tempts me to to do the opposite you know not to play it safe um but you know people do just have bad seasons you know you get into a bit of a run and it happened to me last season I finished 90 90k is my worst season since I started and I just couldn't hit anything right you just get into you know a sort of a bad run about it and not lose interest because you know, I don't think I could ever, ever lose interest in fantasy football but you uh well for for me my, my interest switched over to sky fantasy football and FPL sort of take took a back seat and I started hedging which is the worst thing you can do so yeah there's uh I, you know there, there is a big element of luck and obviously those top managers there I'm sure they'll uh they'll come back and have a, a strong season next season yeah I think that's fair Iceman why yeah. are you doing better why are you doing better than everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm 
probably doing better because I'm still technically new to trying hard at FPL. I mean, I've been playing it a long time, but uh, it's only been the last three years where I've uh, you know been progressing and been looking at it continuously, and that's due to the podcast. But if you if you're having a bad season, then I can see how it can happen. You know, there has been points in my season this season and last season and the season before last where it started to go bad, and then it's just one or two fifty fifty decisions going against you, and it can get even worse, and you get injuries. Like it can happen to anyone. I don't think it's a fixed thing, but there is a reason why all the top managers are normally always up there. I do think that sometimes you can just get unlucky, and Jay in general just maybe got a little bit unlucky, and like you said, Will wasn't quite going for you. It just does happen. I don't think there's going to be an explanation for any of these, really. Yeah, I've been following um, Mark's, you know, Mark podcast fairly regularly, and you know, you just look at each week, you know, those are the moves which I'd probably make. Yeah, um, yeah. They just seem really logical, well-reasoned moves. And then you just, you know, freak injuries or just a completely run of bad luck where a player just dropped off form. And, you know, sometimes you just can't really predict those things. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, he, he's he's been on a good run of season, so maybe it was his turn to <laughs> have, a, have a bit of a, a bad one. It's yeah. just, you know, that's the, that's the way it goes. Interesting insight, chaps. Thank you. And finally, and most importantly, Zlatan, FPL Zlatan, has asked, who would you rather fight, 100 duck-sized Kantes or <laughs> one elephant-sized Kante? What a question that is. Wow. Will, can you offer any any, any tips to people uh, in that particular position? I've seen this question, so I'm, I'm sort of processing it in my mind. <laughs> and um, it, it's not an easy one, I think. I think I would go for the, uh, I'd rather fight a hundred duck sized Kantes, just, you know, an elephant sized Kante. I'm, I'm not even going to go close to, but I reckon, uh, I reckon I could take on a few duck sides. <laughs> yeah, but a hundred of them all tapping. Yeah, I, I, I just remember from, what way you're going with this. From different angles. No, we're going back to Will and it's hundred size. Uh, you just, they'll just be all over you, surely, like nipping at your legs and just jumping up like you would easily die i think i would go for the elephant and i would play the long game just you know just running away and then launching stuff at him from distance then <laughs> running away again I'm, I'm assuming that i'm going to be quicker than him uh but the the ducks the duck size cantes oh i just thought that just (laughs) duck size cantes they're just gonna be coming at you and i'm sure if they're small as well they're gonna be quick he is lightning fast cante so he's gonna be hustling you and shutting you down really quickly so yeah i'll go for the other i think you might just convince me to change my mind there yeah that's some some very well reasoned points (laughs) nice (laughs) billy your thoughts yeah, no, I, I think uh, I'm going to go with the elephant. There's too many ducks to handle. You, you know, they'll break off in packs and, you know, find ways of, yeah, of, of just winning. I think one solo elephant-sized Kante, one very focused nuclear strike takes out the threat and we can all go home and play FPL. Let's move on. Nice. To the Iceman's piss break. Thank you very much. Be right back. <laughs> Me too. Dying from piss. And welcome back from the Iceman's <laughs> piss break. And the bully's uh, piss break, you went too. Yeah, I can't. You joined me. Yes. Did you, did you wipe the seat this time? I understand your, <laughs> your good fiancé was furious last week when you left it soaked. <laughs> no, I, I, I left it soaked still. Yeah, she left it soaked. Excellent. F- yeah, lovely. Lovely. Okay, so let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, no summaries, there's no fixtures, but we will talk about transfers and captains, which I sort of feel like we've been doing for the entire podcast. Uh, but with that said, Will, uh, who are you bringing in this week and who's the armband going on? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know the answer to either of those, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I've still got Richarlison in my team. I did bench him this week, but he's uh, yeah, he's been stinking up my team for a long time. So I think it's going to be finally his week to to you know be shown the door. Maybe Madison uh, is probably the obvious route, so that potentially could be my transfer. Um, have you thought but, about Ulmaran? Yeah, there's, sorry? Have you thought about Ulmaran? I have thought about Ulmaran and, uh, well, I've, I've already got Rondon, so I'm not that keen on the Newcastle double up. Oh, yeah, true. 
Um, uh, you know, Almiron's, he, he's a good shout. So to be honest, I need to, need to really look into it, but, um, probably the way I'll be going is Madison. Um, captaincy, that's a tough one this week. I'm probably going to stick with Aguero if he, you know, it, it sort of depends on Jesus views if, if he's likely to, to come in. But, uh, if he's not, then I'll probably stick it on Aguero. Obviously, Pogba could be a good shout, Southampton at home. Um, or, or, yeah, probably, yeah, probably be one of those two. I, I wouldn't be tempted by Salah away against Everton. Uh, yeah, what, what are you guys thinking? Nice man. You can go first, mate. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, I think, do you know what? It's interesting you said that about Salah away against Everton because I've got, I've got a few differential captain options I could go with. Um, cause I actually think Son will do something against Arsenal. Mm, um, yeah. and, he always uh, does. He always does. So I, I think he's genuinely an option here. Um, I, I have actually got the Salah Mane double up and I do fancy them to do something at Everton and sneaking suspicion Salah is going to come out of the woodwork and suddenly get a few. So I'm, because I'm in a desperately worse position than the two of you and the only way I'm going to catch up mm. to anything respectable now is to do something slightly different from the trend. Um, I might be captaining Salah. Not tempted by Mane. Uh, I am tempted by Mane. Um, but yeah, I've just got the sneaking suspicion Salah's going to uh, come out with a hatful. So I'm going to go with Salah. But that could be why I'm so low down. So let's go to one of the highest scoring captaincy managers in FPL, <laughs> the Iceman. Who are you putting the arm hand on this week? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough decision this week because I've got the decision whether to take out Son or Pogba. And they're both captain options this week, really. Mm. I mean, the, the Pogba thing is that I thought, um, because of Matic being out and because Herrera is likely out as well, that he might be pushed back a bit. But then they brought in Fred tonight and uh, who else? McTominay and uh, Dallow looks like he played in that position as well. So it looks like they, they have got cover there and he can just start in the number 10. So might not change the position, but they've got a few players out United. So it's not to say that that might change their rhythm. It might change how he plays, but they are playing Southampton who are pretty dire in defence. They did do well tonight though. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, about. against against Fulham though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They have Callum Chambers protecting their back four. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I've got a tough choice here because, like you, I do think Son's probably going to get something against Arsenal. Uh, he blanked tonight as well against Chelsea, so he's probably due a goal now. Uh, so, yeah, tough one who to take out for Hazard. And if I do bring in Hazard, I'll probably just go go for it and then uh, whack it on Hazard. Aguero's, if he plays, then it might be on Aguero instead. He always scores against Bournemouth. I suppose a few people are going to be looking at the likes of Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez not as consistent as we want him to be in terms of pools, but could just get the old goal at Cardiff. Um, yeah, it's probably going to go think, Aguero I think you've named about... Seven players there, so uh, that's about as non-committal to a captain as you've been in pumps. <laughs> so what we'll do, let's, I'll get on the dog and bone to you on Friday night on the way home from work and you can tell me which way I need to go. Um, yeah, fantastic. Any any transfers for you, Iceman? Yeah, so what you just mentioned. It would just be uh, Son or Pogba out for Hazard. I, I think for me, I'm going to bring in a Liverpool defender at this stage. I haven't had one that keeps biting me. Even if they don't keep a clean sheet, I reckon they'll, they will score against the poor Everton defence and... Yeah, so I'm looking at Robbo or uh, TAA to bring in this week because I've got basically my team looks like uh, a scene out of casualty. It's got so many injuries, so I'm just looking to lock down someone to play regularly. And I think they've all done it. So, yeah. yeah, right, okay. Um, let's go on to uh, no, we've done transfers and captains. Let's tell you how the mini league is looking, um, and let's see if the Ice Man is indeed still in. Oh. Top ten. I've actually dipped down to eight hundred and eighth overall, though. Well, that's disappointing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Take a bat. Take a belt to the back of your hand, sir. (laughs) Right. Okay. So top ten. We've got. There's a few new names here. Kevin, love that. Uh, Kevin Lautiza. I'm going to butcher these names this week. Sorry. Um, In tenth, not considering tonight's points. Ninth place, Sporting Milwaukee. CJ Krojic into ninth the sick notes james angove into eighth seventh place fbl surgery iceman james jury is seventh uh, paul jones in sixth sky player in fbl uh, i don't know if he wants me to keep reading that as his team name maybe you can tweet us and tell us paul um you've been there all season well done mate uh, t club 64 alan is in fifth full of flair richard jenkins remains fourth adida oscar nate thomas in third Michael Taylor has jumped back up as he continues to try and give up Fanta. 
And in first place, Will Miners. The Miners strike is leading the pack overall. I'm just checking. Will remains. Uh, he's 40th at the moment, so having a cracking season. Very strong, and he is due on the podcast, not next week, but the week after. Hasn't had a great game week this week. Though. We had, he had Vardy and Robertson, but the rest didn't come in for him, but he looks quite nicely set for the next few. Looking forward to speaking to Will. Um, quite an analytical mind from what we've uh, heard from him so far, so looking forward to hearing about his decision-making. Yeah, should be good. Oh, it will be good. Yeah. It's the FPL surgery. It's oh, all it good. should be. Yeah, it should be. Good. Good, right. <laughs> well, feedback box then. So, um, yeah, so uh, speaking of goods, um, the FPL fairy has tweeted us there. Hi there, just dropping a line. As a first-time proper listener to your content this week and really enjoyed it, I was driving at the time and made a note on a piece of paper that I had to reach out as I almost cried with the toilet flush for the break. <laughs> very strong. People like that. So thank you for the feedback there, FPL. Very, uh, very strong. Iceman, do we have any sexy thoughts from the man, Brett? Let me just check. I did ask him earlier, but I'm not sure he's gotten back to me. He's too busy brewing no, his own beer. He's not. He's, you know, sometimes he's, he's, a, he's a busy guy. He's got a family, you know. We will let him off. We will let him off. Give him that one. Right, well, well, that means I can scoot straight to the end of the podcast then. Yeah, so, let's finish. Let's get out of it. Yeah, before that, let's tell everybody how they can get in contact with us. Can they? They can if they want to. Oh, or, or there are other options. <laughs> As you scroll <laughs> down your page. Like, <laughs> she you knows it's off by heart, mate. Yeah, do you know what? Let's just give it a go, right? Okay, so if you want to get in contact with us... Uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. You can find us on Facebook, FPL Surgery, on there. We're on Reddit. Uh, if you're listening to us, it's probably on SoundCloud or it could be on iTunes. Give us a listen. Uh, give us a comment or a little uh, feedback on there and a rating. Uh, our main conversation goes on Twitter at FPL Surgery. Um, so at this point, I've usually got the mini league code, and I, I don't remember that. That's two two five dash three six nine. Top man, ice man, and you can also find us on our website as well, fplsurgery.com. How was that? That was great. You forgot That's the not email. Too bad. Though. You forgot the email. I, I, I will never remember info at fplsurgery.com. So I got this, mate. So I got this. Excellent. That's good. That's only taken about three years for me to do an uh, off the <laughs> off the hoof ending um, i want to thank will for tolerating us and bringing a lot of really good knowledge to the podcast thank you uh, it's been an absolute pleasure guys and uh yeah if anyone wants to check out fantasyfootballhub.co.uk or jump on our twitter it's ffootballhub and i'm also on ffhub underscore will if you want to give me a follow and on youtube and facebook and all the regular places just give us a search but yeah it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and uh, thanks very much and yeah Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, you um, too, Will. Will. Also, also Will. Will. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, sorry, Pete. I'm just going to interrupt. Um, also, Will, I have been looking at your website, and I do think I want to sign up. So can you just tell me <laughs> what are the perks about signing up to your website? Because then, because I know I've got Ben Quillen's s- spreadsheet nice and free for me, but I, I do want to contribute to something. I just want to know what perks to your site. Why should I sign up to your site? Yeah, well, as you said, not only do you get access to Ben Quillen's spreadsheet, so he charges 15 quid for that and if you're a member which costs uh, £2.50 a month if you go for the monthly option or 20 quid a year you also get access to so I've written a how to win an FPL guide with FPL Eisenberg we've got player comparison tools rate my team tools we've got top uh, reveals so you know we've got players like Matthew Jones who reveal their team each week and the transfers that they're going to be making Matthew's you know arguably one of the best FPL players in the world we got an advanced fixture ticker. We got an FPL watchlist tool. We got a key stats tool. We got Ben Dinnery, who does exclusive members-only articles on team news and injury roundup. We've uh, yeah, we've got a forecasting model got for everything. FPL. We've got loads of articles over over a hundred uh, members' articles each year. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot on there. So yeah, if you guys do want to check it I'm out, sold. we've I'm got sold. more coming next year. We've got Opta Stats coming next year, and today we just launched a, a Slack channel for for our members as well. So yeah, a lot of content on there, and you can, you can get it all for uh, one pound sixty six a month if you go for the yearly option. So yeah, thanks for allowing me to do a cheeky plug. <laughs> That's all right. We are going to invite you to our Slack as well, so you have to join us on there. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, what what isn't on that website is the question. Nothing. It's all there. Get involved. A paltry price per month. 
support the FBL community and your uh, and your points total as well. Hmm. Iceman, it's come to that time in the pod again where we all look to the uh, the coming week in an emotional state, and I need to ask, what is your advice to our listeners? Um, I have no advice from the listeners this week. Thank you, Iceman, and once again from all of us at the FPL Surgery. Good luck in your game weeks. Up the podcast. Up the podcast. Up the podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. We'll be looking at uh yeah, three level with uh